You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Welcome back to the Screening in Kingston podcast. Mike with you, um, as always, and because Taylor is uh, once again um, on on leave this week, we've got Andrew uh, back joining me to talk some comic book movies. Welcome back, Andrew. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Bittersweet again to be here. Wish Taylor well, um, but uh, happy to be here. Yeah, no, thank you for for being here. And and yeah, I'm sure Taylor um, appreciates that. Hopefully she's uh, feeling a bit better and uh, will hopefully be back on the show sometime in the next couple of weeks just to give a very quick update because she knows fans have been wondering. Um, So she said she'll pop on for a few minutes, but uh, hey, she's got to rest, keep her energy up. So we'll we'll press on until then. Um, As I said, we're here to talk about a, a comic book movie, which is fun. You know, um, the the only real uh, advantage to to Taylor being away is always we talk about something really nerdy um, <laughs> that Taylor doesn't like. Um, <laughs> Taylor likes to say, well, the cat's away, the mice will play. Um, <laughs> so I guess Taylor is the cat of the go. screening in Kingston and keeps <laughs> all of us in line. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Black Adam. It's the latest from the uh, DC EU as it's called. Um, we're going to talk about that. And I want to kind of talk a little bit about just Wakanda forever. And, and as we get close to that opening this week, we're going to have you actually, Andrew, come back next week on the show to review the, the second Black Panther movie. Are you getting excited for that? Uh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw a little bit more um, when I went to see Black Adam, actually. Um, they did a little uh, thing before the movie started, some interviews. So I saw a little bit more footage I'm sure you did too. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's getting me more pumped because I got to see a little bit more of what's to come. Yeah, I'm definitely getting excited. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not one for competitive, like movie talk and, you know, DC versus Marvel. Um, without a doubt, Marvel has done a better job at building a universe um, and has produced a lot uh, more and better movies, especially over the past couple of years than DC. I think most people can agree with that. Um, oh, 100%. 100%. I think even just like even people who aren't even like into the whole comic book thing would just look at one and the other and say the same. Yeah. And I, and I think for that reason alone, my anticipation for Black Panther has been growing and growing, whereas going to Black Adam was just because we had to talk about something. So I just, you know, I guess I'll see Black Adam, (laughs) right? Like, got to review something. Um, And that's honestly, that is the fault of poor quality movies. Um, Now, there's lots to, you know, I have lots to say about Black Adam and we'll talk about it. But in terms of the DC movies, there just have been more misses than there have been hits. Um, they, They really, really are leaning into a very dark and miserable overtone to their movies in, yeah. in color scheme and lighting and everything. Um, yeah. just, 
just just dreary. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Just dreary. Just a dreary world that I'm kind of not excited to be a part of. Um, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, looks like it's going to be a pretty emotional movie. Um, obviously, they, they've got the, the death of Chadwick Boseman um, to kind of deal with and reflect upon. And it looks like they're going to be trying to honor him and in turn, obviously, the character T'Challa through this movie, which I think is going to have its own emotional weight. Um, and I'm just, you know, there's a part of me that is really fascinated by how they're going to do this and how they're going to handle it. But they've also done such a good job in marketing full circle to marketing conversation, Andrew, <laughs> they've done such a good job in marketing that I feel the same way you have that every little bit I've seen, it hasn't been too much. I don't feel like the move, I know what the movie's about, but in a good way, I'm fascinated and interested by it. I'm not um, both overexposed or sort of underwhelmed so far. I'm just really interested to see it. And that's, that's what Marvel does really well. They're, yeah, they do marketing definitely. very well. DC marketers need to take note of this because it's just the right amount of in your face. It's not like, oh, this again. And it's not like you're you're crawling through the internet trying to find things. It's just where it needs to be. And it's it's been great so far. And yeah, it's really pumped me up for the movie uh, this coming Thursday. Yeah, DC just wants to be competitive. I, 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 yeah, I'll i never understand them until They're that little kid that wants the race car. That well, that's what it is. It's an insecurity thing, right? If you felt 100% secure in the product you were creating, you would feel like I do that there aren't many industries that have competition. Why would movies compete with each other? What can people only go see one movie? Now, sometimes economically, some people yeah, can only yeah. take their family to see a handful of movies a year. I totally understand that. Um, I have a certain level of privilege of being able to see movies like all the time. I think streaming has helped change that. Like Taylor and I have talked about that before, that streaming is also an accessibility thing because yeah, you're paying yeah. your nine, 10 bucks for your service, but you're getting movies out of that yeah, as well. Yeah, so I sure. think that there's a, there's a new audience being discovered. So I, I've never understood in any industry, um, you and I, Andrew, worked together in the theater for years. And I've mm -hmm. always said this, that I don't even understand it in theater because people can go see more than one thing. The only businesses that I think are truly competitive are people who sell homes, insurance, maybe wedding planners, when a handful, maybe car dealers, like how many of those are you going to really purchase any in, in your lifetime? A handful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So that I understand competition wise. I've never understood it for move, movies and that type of thing. Like, just make a good thing. Don't worry about what someone else is doing. Make a good yeah. superhero movie. Is that so much to ask for? <laughs> I just want a good Superman movie. Why is this so hard? It's such a fascinating story. Look at Smallville. They did 10 yeah. seasons of 22 episodes each of compelling, interesting stories. You're telling me you can't give me one two hour movie? And that's like the before story too. That isn't even getting into like when he's actually Superman. Yeah. And I think that to me would actually be a really good movie is a yeah. movie about Clark Kent discovering Superman, discovering his powers, discovering who he is and having to make the hard choice to, to figure out what to do with that and the weight and the volume of it in this world. You could do so much interesting stuff with that, but instead uh, they don't. They want Jason Momoa to go, yeah, man. <laughs> and it just, yeah. it, it doesn't work for me. That type of stuff doesn't work for me. Um, we, we have quite a few fan questions just to get to, um, just okay. re related to, uh, to the movies that we're, 
we're seeing today, but also some fan questions came in from last week's episode, which was a pre-record conversation between uh, Nicole and myself um, as we did sort of a deep dive into um, bros and uh, into Don't Worry Darling. Um, so if you remember, Andrew, like you were on the episode where I did like my general review, you and I got into like a very surface conversation about what was going on with bros. Nicole and I did a deep dive um, right. and okay. really talked about that. So there are some questions which we'll do first relating to that. Um, so this for, first one we'll go because I know he's been waiting to Josh the Inquisitor because I missed <laughs> his question last week. Um, oh, hey. Should films that develop off-screen drama slash controversy lean into it or try and get more to try and get more people interested or ignore it and let the film speak for itself? Okay, Josh the Inquisitor. So my opinion on this is so simple. You should let your film artistically speak for itself. That's what you should do. You shouldn't yeah. even play in to off-screen drama and controversy. I don't understand why everyone always blames the media where it's so easy to just shut these things down. It's right, so right. easy and simple. I think it's because the truth is stuff happens and no one wants to admit when these horrible <laughs> yeah. things happen. Yeah. Um, but my opinion is let your movie speak for itself artistically. The problem is when a movie sucks, Leaning into drama and controversy is all you have to sell your movie. What did I mm, always yeah. used to say, Andrew, about our time at Blue Canoe? We are one controversy away from really taking off here. <laughs> yeah, that's what exactly. I always yep. say. We're one. Con I, I know it's bad. It's such a terrible way to think, and I would never wish negative things on anyone except for my worst enemies. Um, you know, when people say that, Andrew, when they say like, I would never wish this on my worst enemy. I'm like, you don't have good enough enemies. <laughs> I would 100% wish all this on my enemies. But but I wouldn't wish it on any of the, the people that I worked with or any of that thing. But that's just the truth right. about marketing. We, we yeah. were always one controversy away from really making it. Yep. So yep. it's the, the same for these movies. These movies are not good enough to make it on their own, unfortunately. Some of them. Some of them are. Like, I think bros should have stayed away from any of that talk and really like yeah. leaned into the movie more, yeah. but don't worry, darling, what else are you going to talk about? Cause the movie doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of, that's my answer to that. I don't know, Andrew, if you have an, an opinion on thought on kind of off screen controversy that, um, that falls movies around. It's, it's pretty similar to, to yours. And then, you know, if you're going to, you know, if you are going to steer into the drama, then make it, uh, you know, a, an actionable, uh, way and then like go see the movie you know like let the movie speak for itself like you're saying so Ooh, yeah I like you're gonna, you're gonna an actionable your... way i like that yeah. term andrew that was good an actionable way yeah a little little bit of marketing terms there for you <laughs> <laughs> i like that that was a bit that was very good that was a very good quote <laughs> an actionable way um okay we got another question here just about uh, everything from last week. Okay, this comes from Justine. Um, and Justine uh, says, I'd really be interested to know if either of you have an opinion on whether or not bros would have done better and or worse in a different time, in a different place. Would this movie have done better if it was released, say, 10 years from now, 10 years earlier, etc.? Um, depending, I think I know what the answer is, but depending upon your perspective on it, I would be really interested to hear your thoughts. Um, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I obviously can't speak for Nicole, but like, I think 
the movie definitely wouldn't have have done better 10 years ago. Um, I think progress is still, still pushing forward. Um, and we're not there yet. Um, and again, I, I have a lot of criticisms uh, about pros marketing. Um, but I, I'm not naive. Homophobia had something to do with this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I don't believe it's a hundred percent the problem, but it was a problem, which to me means it's still a hundred percent of the problem. So sadly, sadly still a factor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so 10 years from now, I hope so. Like I would hope so. I think, I think Nicole put it really well um, about, about this, where Nicole did say that this should still pave the way for good things to come. And it's a shame that bros had to be the first, but other movies will probably have more success on, on kind of the shoulders of, of bros. So I think, I, I would tend to agree with her. I actually think that 10 years from now, we will see more of these stories out there. And the what's good, the coming generation or the next generation will be like, oh yeah, it's it's just a, it's a romantic comedy. It's just a movie. It doesn't, like, mm. Regardless, it's, it's, it's a movie. And that's kind of what we want. I think we want to see more of it. So yeah, I think it would do way better 10 years from now, or I hope it would, I guess. That's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're. I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, moving into this week's topic, a couple questions about uh, about. Oh, well, okay, a lot of these about Wakanda Forever, but uh, well, that's fine. Here, that even shows you the people are more interested in yep. <laughs> our thoughts on these. Um, okay, so Akil, um, in all caps, super pumped for Wakanda Forever. I've got my tickets for Thursday night. I've been going to previews of Marvel movies for a long time. I'm really excited about that one. Um, How are you feeling heading into the movie this week? Do you feel uh, like it really matters who takes the mantle of Black Panther? um, Or um, do you have someone in particular who you hope um, the movie focuses on? Um, That's an interesting question. I mean, it looks like, okay, I don't know for sure. And I guess we're getting into speculation, which some people might think are spoilers, but <laughs> like it, it looks like it's T'Challa's sister who's in the suit in the scenes. Like that's what it looks like. I'm not convinced that that's necessarily like sometimes they want us to believe that. <laughs> like they want you yeah, to think, like, yeah. oh, it's Shiri. That's who it is. And like, there right. you go. But like, it could be, um, could be really anybody, I guess. I just think, um, like, I don't remember the name of uh, Lapita Nyong'o's character um, because she didn't have a huge part in the first movie. But I know, like, it's a character from the comic book. So it could, it could be her. It could be anybody. Um, I, I don't know how you feel, Andrew. I don't know if to me it even matters because to me it looks like the movie is really just. It's, it's a Wakanda movie. So all those characters that we met in the first movie are all kind of part of it um, and are really focusing on kind of, there's not necessarily like a main character. There's just a lot of characters to focus on. That's kind of what it looks like. Do you, do you have a preference? Like, is there someone you want the movie to focus on? Is there, do you have a thought on who should be Black Panther? Um, I would, I kind of, I guess, in a similar um, spot as you, like it doesn't necessarily at this point, I don't think matter as long as they do it the right way. Um, I think a lot of people are expecting it to be Shuri, um, but I think it would be a cool twist if it wasn't. Um, but uh, I still think, yeah, it, because of how little they've actually shown us of 
Black Panther in the in the trailers and in the teasers, it, it's still very much up in the air. And uh, yeah, I think between those two is is definitely fifty uh, fifty. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the movie's probably going to focus a little bit on everybody. Like I think you're going to get a lot. Like obviously. Angela Bassett's been all over all the previews, so she yeah. clearly has a big role. But she had a big role in the first movie, too. I mean, yeah, she's T'Challa's sure. yeah. mother. The king had just died. You know, there, there was a lot. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I think we're in agreement. I think that it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I think at the end of the day, just do it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just give us a great movie. Um, <laughs> next question comes from Josh the Inquisitor. Oh, hey, uh, did The Rock? have a superhero worthy performance as black adam did the dc universe make a good superhero movie okay josh the inquisitor so i want to quickly so let's talk about the rock andrew like that's what we're gonna talk about i just want to say like let's leave the second question for the end did the dc universe make good super let's talk about that at the end um because i want to talk about some of the other movies as well in comparison so let's just focus on the rock um how do you, how would you say the rock's performance was just not it, not the movie itself, just the rock in, in that role? It was, it was okay. Like for the character he was playing, I think it was an appropriate casting. Um, I think it worked, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't a tough assignment for him either. So, you know, it's, (laughs) are we splitting hairs? You know, like it's, are we really saying that it's, uh, a great performance because he really had like what a hundred lines of dialogue. In if the whole that, movie. if that, you know? yeah, not so, a lot. He had a lot of screen time, but he didn't say a lot. Yeah, it was m- mostly him smizing, like <laughs> looking at the character, at the camera, and 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 the characters, and kind of giving his look without his uh, uh, people's eyebrow as you normally do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I I would. I would say it was fine uh, for what for for what we got. Uh, it was fine, um, but uh, I wouldn't give him too much credit. As like I said, he doesn't have a whole lot of lines of dialogue, so we really don't have a whole lot to judge on as far as acting, anyways. Yeah, I and I think that you know appropriately cast for for kind of that reason. Like he, I think he fit the role of what they wanted. I think you know they. Kind of did a little car- bit of. He was less cartoony than he normally is. Like if you look That's at his true. other work, like yeah. uh, Fast and the Furious, it's funny because this is a comic book movie. You'd think he'd be more cartoony, but um, it, he didn't have any of these like uh, silly catchphrases or silly sayings. It was he. He stayed true to the character and was just like, "I'm I'm I'm a I'm a grumpy old man right now." <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that's the thing about DC is your your comment about. The comic book is funny because DC, you can't be corny, not for one second, not for one second. You can have one character who makes jokes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, that's it. And then otherwise everyone's super serious because this is serious. Like yeah. that's, that's the DC's kind of approach to things. And I think, yeah, I think he definitely did what he was supposed to do. He was functional in the role. I agree with you. I wouldn't necessarily give him props for that. And I do think you could have, again, you could have replaced him with anybody who who just looks that part. And I'm sure they'd be able to do it. It happened to be him. I think he was fine. I think The Rock has shown some range. Like, I still really like him from the two Jumanji movies. I think he's mm-hmm. really good in that. I think that yeah. shows a little bit more range, a little bit something different. Um, but I think in this movie... Less was probably more anyway. 
Yeah. And I think they did a good job with that, at least. Like, they, they mm-hmm. definitely limited what he was saying, which did increase, I think, the uncertainty of what this character was going to do and who he was and, and that type of thing. So, yeah, yeah, that kind of works. Um, okay, so we're going to leave we're going to leave that DCEU question till, till after our review. Let's dive into it. Let's talk about Black Adam. Um, this is a <laughs> very interesting plot to to um, to talk about, but very I'm going to say like we're not going to get into spoilers. Not that there's much to spoil in this movie. Um, we're not really going to get into major spoilers. We will talk about the principal cast. We will talk about the plot a little bit. Um, we won't really talk too much about like the end of the movie. Um, I guess there's kind of some things revealed, which we won't get too much into. Um, but I will just say basically the basic plot is that about 5,000 years or so um, after imbued with the same powers that Shazam had by those wizards. So if you've seen Shazam, there is a connection there. Um, this character has been frozen or just buried and lost through time appears in our time has is basically invincible um and has to save this uh made up city so that's pretty much the plot um and black adam is in the dceu so the last movie we saw of the of sort of this would be like suicide squad um and there are some suicide squad references because uh viola davis is back Yep, yep. <laughs> which is which is nice um but yeah let's let's get into it so andrew let's start with you just basic thoughts on the movie in general and then i'll give my basic thoughts and then we can go into a little detail yeah like you know i think this is just the perfect sort of uh picture as to what we were saying earlier like this movie was okay but it wasn't what it should be and yeah and what the potential there was to be is kind of, it's kind of sad that it wasn't as good as it should have been. Um, like, I didn't really know much about this character. Honestly, the whole Shazam thing was like, I was like, oh, I had no idea. Like, I know his, it, like, it made sense to me later, like his whole, you know, um, outfit with the sort of lightning bolt sort of shape on his chest. I should have mm-hmm. probably known, but I really didn't know that it was in that whole universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, and then, you know, the, the the movie goes forward, and and I'm still sitting here going, like, am I am I watching an action movie or am I watching a superhero movie? And then it, it kind of just hits you in the face, like, oh, okay, we're watching a superhero movie now with special effects and all these crazy things and and uh, a couple of fights and uh, and I don't know, just like it was really hard to keep track of what kind of movie I was at. And that's sort of how I felt uh, through it. I agree. I like the tone was a little all over the place. And I yeah, I did think yeah. like, I agree with you that at the most I can give this movie is an okay. Like it was okay. It had its entertaining moments, which mm-hmm. we can get to. I have a couple things that I specifically liked, but overall I kind of thought it was just a mess. Yeah. Like yeah. just kind of a, a messy thrown together thing where even when the action sequences happened, it was so over CGI that it just seems fake and not real. Like I know, I know it's fake and not real, but again, to compare to even, I'll even compare, I was about to compare MCU like that, but let me even compare in universe, even compared to like Wonder Woman, this was completely over the top with its CGI and just completely 
all over the place. It just didn't seem real ever. Um, yeah. And it one wasn't thing they grounded. did, and I, I don't know how much of a spoiler this will be, but I, I think if I say it this way, it won't be. The, the CGI of the rock's face on that mm-hmm. one guy, mm-hmm. like, why did they go to that? that? Like, everybody hates that. The internet right. hates that. They, they comment yeah. on every time they do it when they take, uh, you know, a star's face and put it on somebody else's body to make it work in the plot line. They hate mm-hmm. it. They don't yeah. do it. And it doesn't it doesn't look good. It's never looked good. No, and well, again, at the end of the day, one of the things that seems to happen is that people they know that they can get a lot of people early and at the beginning going to see the movie. Now, this movie um, is doing OK worldwide, but it really like its opening weekend was was pretty good and then things just like dropped fast so the critical response has hurt the movie um well deservingly um but i think they just know there's a, there's part of them that's like well at the end of the day does it matter like we know we're going to make make money or get close off this but i think you're starting to see with ev- all the options out there people are yeah. kind of telling you like listen the movie's got to be good for rewatchability at least we'll come see it one time but this is one of those movies that i don't know if i'll ever revisit it like i don't know if there's a reason to ever watch it again, and that I think is the power that superhero movies, action movies have, is that ability to enjoy again and again and again. This movie was just kind of messy, and the stuff I liked about it, well, I liked about it, and then I moved on. Like it's kind of few and far between, but we can get into some positives soon. But yeah, I I thought it was just a mess. It was a mess all over the place, and some of the dialogue. <laughs> just i couldn't stand talk about cheesy yeah some of the things that, oh, really I, I couldn't stand that kid oh i'm glad you said it because i was gonna say it next yeah what yeah. worst worst actor on the planet very is that very bad choice kid yeah. i knew up there with the guy from bros apparently <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, Luke McFarlane was better than this kid. Like, I, I don't even think it's close. I wouldn't even put them in the same category. Like, that kid was so bad that I just... Yeah, I when he gives that speech, like, on top of the... Like, he, he was he was whispering. How did anybody hear him? I he, he... Just a terrible actor. You have access to the world. You can't be making mistakes like this. Um... So I thought I thought he was terrible. I wasn't a fan of really most of the side like characters in like the village. I mean, like not uh, we'll get to some other people, but like um, the kind of like storyline around um, this. Basically, this this woman and her son are are who the plot kind of goes around because the, she, there's basically this crown that the bad guys want, obviously that's some sort of power thing. And she wakes up Shazam and you know, these kind of things, but like th- they're kind of his link to humanity is, is her and, and this son. And I just thought that, yeah, the son was just so awful and their, their buddy, I don't know who that guy was, the, the like guy who kept having one liners and running around. Um, Oh, it was uh, it was her brother. Yeah. Oh, it was her brother, right? Okay, yes, yes, it was her brother. And like he had a, like a couple moments that made me chuckle, but for the most part, I I didn't laugh in this movie once. And there were specifically jokes that were given like this comic timing space to be like, okay, the joke's gonna go right here. We're leading <laughs> up to it, and I just like I I chuckled three or four times, but I never I never outright laughed, so it just didn't hit. 
Um, so yeah, I, th- those side characters were not great. <laughs> really yeah, it was, it was really bad casting choices. Like like uh, the Rock was okay, and uh, the one who played uh, the mother there, Adriana. Um, I'm actually a fan of hers. I've seen a couple of things of hers, and I've liked uh, Sarah Shahi. I think is how you say her name. I'm not on yes. that. Yeah, um, I think so. so she was okay. Uh, and then uh, Pierce Brosnan is in it as well. He was okay, but like everybody else, could have been recast in my opinion by anybody. Yeah, it, they didn't give a lot of people things to do. Um, like no, okay, so didn't. shifting in the pause, like Pierce Brosnan, yeah. where he comes into play, um, and Aldous Hodge. Um, they play in the Justice Society of America. And I thought as the movie was going, there were two or three moments where I forgot I was in a Black Adam movie and I was with these four Justice Society characters. And I thought, well, I'd see this movie. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that's one thing I thought they did actually did well. Like even the, yeah, Pierce Brosnan was kind of, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing in this role. It was a little weird. Um, but I thought they, the characters were a little more interesting. Um, I liked, um, I did like the girl who played Cyclone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a cast list in front of me, but Quintessa I thought she, Swinnell? Swinnell? Okay. Is, okay. I thought she was great. Um, yeah. she just had almost nothing to do, but I thought she was really good. Um, I was so, so on the actor who played Adam Smasher, but I liked what they were trying to do with Adam Smasher. Um, yeah. and I liked that he was like a second gen or like a third, second generation superhero. And he just inherited the suits and he's trying to figure it all out. And like that, I kind of like the boots. Kind of, yes, kind of like, yeah. that I liked. Um, and I felt like you could have done something with the justice society of America where you could have moved forward with that group and given us a pretty good story. Cause I, I actually, the time we spent with those four characters, figuring things out, trying to kind of move things forward. That I actually enjoyed the most out of the movie. Yeah, maybe I'm not giving it a fair enough. Um, because like you said, we didn't really see much of them, but what we no. saw of them was okay. Um, I guess I'm, I'm more, I guess, on your side with the um, the people that lived in the village. Um, more so their cast of characters could have been definitely recast for sure. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think... They obviously, this is a Black Adam movie, so we should be spending uh, a lot of time, obviously, on Black Adam and building up that character. I just felt if there was one thing they did well was they introduced this side group that was somewhat entertaining and somewhat interesting, but I think it doesn't bode well for your movie if that's the thing that we're talking about. Is whether or not yeah, these four the, characters and what the side like. quest, so to speak, yeah. is what we're excited for, not the main draw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, <laughs> I can't help, but when I see, because I know, I know this is the same universe as Superman, and the criticism of Superman is that well, when you have an unbeatable character, what story is there to tell? But I think they've always, if you ever have read a Superman comic, most people who make that comment have never like read a comic book in their life. Um, If you've ever read one, most of his struggles come from the weight that's associated with having that power and that idea of the responsibility and what to do and what not to do and when to interfere and when not to. To me, this movie was just like, yeah, whatever but if we cast the rock no one will care he's invincible here we go and it does make the movie boring like i was never even remotely concerned whatsoever about anything in this movie 
except yeah. for maybe the life of the four heroes who are trying to stop Black Adam. I was like, right, well, he's yeah. probably going to murder the four of you. Um, because if you have an unbeatable character, there's nothing there. There's no stakes. So there's no intrigue. And whether or not he decides to help humanity or not, that's not enough of a stake. And he, that's the thing, he can't be invincible. Like you just can't, you can't have that because you don't, you don't have anywhere to go, especially when you don't have a character. And that's what I felt with Black Adam. Like he was basically an old man who was grumpy. That's not nuanced or interesting and there's nowhere to go with it. And I felt like the movie was just very flat. I really wondered how much Dwayne Johnson had to sway in that as well. A lot, probably. He, he really doesn't like to show weakness in his roles. Like there was a lot, of, I don't know if it ever got confirmed, but there was a rumor that it was in his contract that he couldn't uh, lose more than like two fights or something in the past of years. Yes. And there was that it, both him and the other guy who was in, I was going to say Calvin and Hobbs, but that's not right. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Hobbs, um, and Shaw yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. They both had like a, how many punches can they take? Kind yeah, that of was the punches, yeah. Punches, not fights, yeah, yeah. And to me, that always screams like again, I really like I've always really liked The Rock and thought he was very charismatic and I've liked him in some roles, but it just worries me of like, oh, on the inside are you just very insecure? Because that to me screams of insecurity if you can't even show yourself losing or be weak. Like at the beginning of this movie, he gets knocked out because of some weird thing that they don't really explain. But I think it was more just a plot device and then he heals immediately. Um, so if you're not going to give us a way for the hero to lose, then we're not going to cheer for the hero, even if it's an anti-hero. Like if you're not giving us, like it's not like a Suicide Squad where the whole idea is, will they do the right thing in the end? Yeah, kind of yeah. plays throughout, but because they're all kind of, they have a weakness and a lot of them do get killed. You're basically <laughs> looking at it being being like, well, I don't know if they're going to make it to the end. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas for this movie, I feel like there was never that thought process. Well, it doesn't like he's going to make it to the end and he's going to, well, whether he, again, whether he chooses the side of good or evil, doesn't matter. There's no stakes. And the movie just never, I think, did anything with it. So yeah, mm -hmm. I just, this was a very cluttered mess of a movie, but was also very somehow shallow at the same time which I don't think works. And I think that's why critics are kind of panning it a little bit. Um, it's rating time. Okay. Um, wh what would you give this, Andrew? Uh, I'm going to give it a reluctant stream it. Um, I think there's some things in here that are worth seeing for the comic book fan. Um, so, you know, I've reluctant one. Um, so yeah, we'll go with that. Relu a reluctant stream it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it a skip it um, just because I feel that at the end of the day, you can get what you want out of your movie going experience from something else um, that's similar. Um, I don't think it did anything to make me more excited or interested in the DCEU because for me, you've got to do something better than just okay. And the best I could say about this movie is... I might give it like a five out of 10 middle of the road, not going to really remember it. So considering we're talking about options, <laughs> considering that there are a lot of superhero movies out there, I just have to give it a skip it because it's not, I don't think it's anything you're missing by not going to see it. 
Um, so that's that's my rating for it is a skip it. Um, okay, I wanted I wanted to save a little bit of time to talk about the DCEU because now that we have you here, because you and I talk a lot Marvel on the show, I'd love mm-hmm. to get your kind of impressions on some of the other DC movies you've seen um, and what what you've thought of them. So if you don't mind, just kind of rattling off a few that you remember liking and not liking and and just kind of give us an idea of where you stand with the dc movies you've seen okay um well we'll go i guess we'll start with the the like uh side of things um i really liked the first wonder woman um Mm -hmm. i thought it was really well done um really um i thought it was going to be the turning point for the dcu to be honest because i saw it and i was like wow okay like they they realized what they were doing wrong and they're they're going to fix it yeah no not so much yeah, um, I, I kind of agree with you. And that kind of answers to me answers Josh's second question. Like there yeah. there has been a good DC movie. They finally did make one. It was the first Wonder Woman movie. And for yeah. some reason, that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was that was to me the perfect movie, even if you're not a superhero fan. It, it's the perfect type of oh, oh, lots of people can enjoy it. So I, I feel the same way you did. I thought it was going to be a turning point, but then it wasn't. Yeah, I, I really don't, uh, I don't understand why they didn't pick up the memo there and like, oh, okay, you know, this is, this is the way you're supposed to do things. But if for whatever reason, they uh, decided to go back to what they were doing or even do mm-hmm. things even worse than they were doing. And, uh, and yeah, and then it just, we, we have what we have now. And I guess the, the only other one I would say anything positive about um, would be uh, the second Suicide Squad, uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I think that one was the yes, the Suicide Squad. Um, and only because um, I found it really, um, it was entertaining in a different way. Like it wasn't entertaining the way I would watch an MCU, where like I'm entertained by the plot and by the characters. Like they just had a lot of really funny moments in that movie, and I was like, oh, okay. Like I wasn't expecting to like this, but I had fun while I watched it. But I didn't mm. at the end feel like I was at a comic book movie or a DC movie at all it was just like it was better than what i thought it was going to be so i guess that's where the positive sort of strains from well i can um, understand that like to, to me what you're describing is what you want out of a movie which yeah. is you, you want it to transcend its genre a bit and just be enjoyable mm-hmm. and i don't disagree with you like i kind of i'm still sort of middle ground on the suicide squad movies but i will agree with you was it was the second one was really funny like that reboot was really really mm-hmm. funny and it did surprise me how how entertaining it was um and how and you much... want to know what's really entertaining a spinoff from that is the peacemaker show yes you've talked you've told me you've talked to me about this and it just looks ridiculous I, but you enjoy it right i really did and and honestly again dc take note like that's how you do things is is was that show if they're going to continue to do shows i really hope they do it in a similar way um Obviously, I, I think James Gunn was really heavy in that one. Uh, so oh, like, it really gave yeah. his vibe off in those movies. So I'm not sure if that was, you know, mostly to do with it. But uh, if that's if that's the way that they want to do things or that's mm-hmm. the direction they want to go, that's the way they need to do it. Yeah, well, I don't. OK, so that this is good because you probably haven't heard this then. Um, James Gunn has been named the new co-head for the, the DCEU. With, with someone I else. I did hear that actually. Okay, yeah, and I was excited okay, yeah. to, to hear that. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, current projects he doesn't have a whole lot of um, no. influence on. So, 
No, um, not yeah. the. Unfortunately, I think it'll be a few years before we yeah. see his influence. But I, but that is for what you're saying. Then that probably bodes well for you. Like you would yeah. look at that and say, well, this this is going to to mean probably movies that you're more interested in. Yeah, yeah. And so and then okay, so then the other side of it of movies I, I really didn't like is I did not like the second Wonder Woman. Mm. <laughs> they totally totally crashed and burned with the sequel. Yeah. Um, I did not understand why they brought back a character uh, that passed away and then just made it like, oh, he's in somebody else's body. Like, it was very strange. How odd is that to think of like she was looking at some other dude the whole time? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. still feeling like it was the Trevor guy. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was so, it was messed up. Uh, I did not like the, the villains. I thought they were cheesy. Um, they were overdone. Like, you see them in other. Uh, genres of movies uh, action movies all the time mm-hmm. um just and and the cast though was was so good like they could have yeah. done so well with it and it just it just crashed and burned for me yeah um and then <laughs> it's kind of a theme here the first suicide squad <laughs> mm-hmm. um did not uh, sit well with me at all uh it was trash um yeah a couple of moments where i chuckled but uh joker was terrible um the the whole premise with the the woman that like sucks your soul out and stuff like that was really stupid um yeah just it, it was bad for me um did not like it. yeah not like i it. and it's it's strange that you know they don't for whatever reason they just don't seem to get what what people like but it it does seem to me to be a scenario where all these movies that you're naming, they're just kind of forgettable too. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're bad. And then as you're saying them like, Oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, that one. And outside of Batman, they've never been able to really put together a series of movies about another character. And I'm just surprised because there are so many, like DC has some of the best characters, yes. even better than Marvel characters, but they just don't know what to do with them. Yeah. They have no like idea it's so strange doing. to me. Yeah, and it's funny you were talking earlier about about rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Outside of Batman, like the movie that Batman's in, I've never watched rewatched a DC movie yet. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. I think the first Wonder Woman movie is the only movie I've ever of the DC movies ever watched. Honestly, as good as it was, like Batman, I, obviously. Yeah, as good as it was, I haven't watched it again. And any like I'm a, I'm a huge Batman guy, so I I'm gonna watch his stuff whether it's good or bad. Like, you know, uh, Superman versus Batman had a lot of negative press around it. I enjoyed it because Batman was in it. So that's my little bias. But, um, yeah, I've never rewatched anything that doesn't have Batman in it. Yeah, and I think if fans are wondering why aren't we including Batman, because technically none of the Batman movies are really in the in-universe yet. No. Um, technically, they've all been kind of standalone, different things. I don't know where the Robert Pattinson Batman sits in all of this. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, I can't remember if, if it was the trailer for the next Shazam. They mentioned Batman and they show Ben Affleck. Okay. Yeah. See, there you go. So, <laughs> so it's obviously not him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was in the Shazam trailer for the, yeah. you know, that you see when you go see Black Adam. For the second one and i was like oh that's interesting because they're still including batfleck as as their their batman so i yeah mm. who knows what what where they're going to go with it i hope they include uh pattinson's because it's it's interesting and it's, it's sort of goes with their whole dark theme <laughs> yeah so, oh without a doubt yeah. 
Yeah, no, it, it is. Uh, it is strange. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm with you. Um, with your list, I think you've kind of named the only two movies that are really worth watching. Like I would give Wonder Woman to see it. I would say for Suicide Squad, like The Suicide Squad, yeah, just like stream it or watch it on an airplane or whatever. Like it's watchable. Almost all the rest of the movies I didn't enjoy. Like I kind of enjoyed bits of Aquaman. Like I thought that that movie was okay. Um, again, I have my issues with Jason Momoa too, but he did do a relatively good job. That movie was a lot more, had a lot more uh, depth like yeah, like in water yeah. um then i was <laughs> expecting i was expecting it to be just surface and cold and annoying just like jason moa um but he he did a very good job in that movie and actually i've come around on him as an actor slightly because he he was actually pretty good in dune um especially rewatching yeah. dune he he yeah, did a he good job good. uh in that ones but i just yeah i i think the dc eu to me has screamed of insecurity of screamed of like overly toxic, masculine, dark, weird, twisted, all these things that I don't really like and I'm not really drawn to. So it, it just doesn't have the same appeal as the MCU, which which sucks a little bit uh, because I love those characters and I'd love to see more. But I would I I would actually go to see a movie about the about this group of the Justice Society of America, I would just be afraid they'd ruin it. But if you gave it to a good director, I feel like there was at least something there. Like at least all those characters had something kind of interesting about them, right? Yeah, that yeah, that exactly. kind of yeah. perked your interest. I don't think Black Adam had anything to like discover really about him. Like what's the, his next movie gonna be about, <laughs> right? Like what is he really gonna do? Like I just don't really get where they're going with this. Yeah, like they've really kind of touched on his character arc as much as they can because mm-hmm. of how they've portrayed him. So yeah, I, you, that you raise a really good question. Like, where story wise, where is this character going to go next? You know, like what is there to do with him? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's an absolute problem. Um, but there you go. There's Black Adam. Um, we've got a stream it from Andrew. A see it. A skip it. Sorry, from me. I'll see it. Yeah, right. A skip it from me. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, it's not not really worth, uh, not really worth watching. Um, but uh, we're also very excited for Wakanda Forever, which we'll be reviewing next week. Um, obviously, that's that's got us kind of pumped. Um, really, it's the last superhero movie we're going to get of the year. Um, yeah. yep. There's not really anything else planned until 2023. And then I think it's the year of the superhero movie. There's like four or five <laughs> plans coming out next year. Definitely catching up from not having movies released. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of shows, I guess, this year. So it's kind of felt yeah, uh, like that. But, you know, you never know. Um, okay. It's quiz time. Um, so, Andrew, you know how this works because you've done this. We're ending uh, every episode with some questions and answers from this absolutely random blockbustering movies and twit and and trivia quiz set so i'm just going through them all three questions and uh give you a a minute or so to answer okay question number one in the x files where is a lie best hidden oh i i actually have not watched the x files um so i have no idea between two truths I don't. That must be a that must be a line from the show. I haven't yeah. seen it either. 
yeah, um, I, has the X file ever interested you? Because it's never interested me. <laughs> it hasn't, honestly. Um, it was on uh, like after something I used to watch on Fox, and um, I'd watch maybe you know the first ten minutes of it as you're kind of like you know cleaning up your snack or whatever you're doing, and I would like kind of hear it in the background. I'd be like, "What is this show?" Like you know what I mean? Like it just <laughs> had no appeal to me whatsoever. The dialogue was so like monotone and yeah just had had no appeal to me <laughs> yeah i think if a i think if a alien investigation show came out now i'd probably give it a try but i think this just it was during the wrong time like it was in the the 90s and i was too young and then by the time i was yeah. older there wasn't really an opportunity and i've never really tried to binge it, it because it is huge old. following so it obviously yeah. you know did something it just it wasn't at the right time for me either i think yeah it just yeah wasn't, you know what well, i was into i mean you know you're big if you're the answer to a, a quiz question yeah um, that's true you've made but, it i mean this is the idea of this quiz is most most of us will not know any of these answers um the percentage actually been been high i think so far of all the ones i've done this is only the third question that no one's gotten that's pretty good. I didn't know the answer either, so there you go. Question number two, still on television. You got a you got a television set here. Ooh, there we um, go. In Cheers, what is Cliff's job? I believe he is uh, a mailman. You are correct. Cliff is a mailman. Um, the, I mean, the only name I knew off the top of my head from Cheers would be Norm. Yeah, actually, I was kind of worried that that, that was that he was the mailman, but then I remembered he he's a some sort of businessman because he always has that high on in a overcoat. Yeah, I think I think Cliff was the one that everyone knew his job because wasn't he always in uniform? Yeah, he always wore the postman's <laughs> uniform. Yeah, he yeah, came to work. sitting in a bar after work. Yeah, that's a uh, Cheers. That was a pretty good show. That was uh, that was a funny one. That's one that I have watched bits and pieces of again like that one was really i think that was peak in the 80s right yeah Where it was yeah. pretty popular yeah, so 80s and early 90s and then uh, frazier also uh sparked from that as well yes frazier yeah frazier uh came from that show um and i i so i i think i first discovered cheers this was a very very quick story mid mid to late 90s yeah, it must have been late 90s because one one of the actors was leaving star trek deep space nine and she was leaving it to take a role in a sitcom opposite Ted Danson. Um, and I thought, well, that's ridiculous. I don't know who that is. Like, why yeah. would you leave Star Trek, this big series, for some weird sitcom? And then obviously, you know, I just go, oh, he, he had a big show from Cheers. So he, so this show, I think it was called Becker. And he oh, played, yeah, like, a, right. played right. like, he played some doctor. And she was the person at the diner. That he would always go to. Um, I actually and... watched that in syndication. It was really. Funny. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. yeah. So she she left Star Trek to be on Becker, um, and yeah, that was I, that was the first time I ever discovered Cheers, and only a couple years ago. Um, I say a couple years ago, and when I say a couple years ago, I mean sometime within the past fifteen years. I watched <laughs> Cheers and have watched episodes here and there, and it's pretty funny. All right, you ready for your last question? I am. You're one for one. So this is. Uh... This is pretty. I, don't, I have no idea the answer to this one. Great. In which movie does Brad Pitt fall in love with peanut butter? 
Meet Joe Black. How? What? I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> you my, got it. Uh, that's it. That's right. <laughs> my grandfather, God bless his soul, uh, used to have a weird a range of movies he would watch. Um, basically, he watches movies that don't have uh, bad endings. Like, it always has to be happy ending. Um, okay. And this was one of the movies I remember watching as a kid. Uh, it's about um, Brad Pitt is uh, the angel of death. Mm. He visits, um, I think it's um, Anthony Hopkins. And um, he basically is like, oh, I'm here. Like, if you're gonna, it's your time. And Anthony Hopkins talks Brad Pitt into sticking around a while. Uh, to experience life as a human right okay uh so it, it's an interesting movie and it's an interesting take but it's obviously well forgotten <laughs> but that's the only reason why i knew it because i remember watching it uh i was probably like 10 11. <laughs> mm. I, I mean i do have a movie watching gap where there there is a time of very very popular movies that i just missed because i was too young but also have never wanted to revisit. Like it took right. me, you know how you know how it took me forever to watch Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It just took me forever to watch that. It took me forever to watch um, uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But it, t- it took fiction? me for Pulp Fiction. Yes, it took me forever to to get my way to these movies because they they were at a time where I mean I. When I was younger, I wasn't interested in in those kind of like adult movies yet. Like I wasn't really interested yeah. in, in action shootout, you know, drama movies. I was more interested um, in comedies and things like that. So I do have this gap that exists, and I catch up every once in a while. Um, but for me, yeah, Micho Black is definitely one that definitely skipped there. I just have never heard of that fun, fun um, trivia fact i i know you know this but the listeners probably don't is i grew up on wolf island so there wasn't a whole lot of tv it was all mm-hmm. movies for us because there was two channels i think that came in clear and maybe the third on a on a nice clear day so <laughs> i spent a lot of time in my early years watching movies and um my dad maybe wasn't as good of a uh, listener to the rating system as you should have been so i did watch some more adult movies maybe <laughs> earlier than i should have but uh yeah, I, that, that's sort of where my love of movies came from because it was a necessity almost back then for entertainment. So uh, now I, I watch just about anything I can get my hands on. Yeah, I uh, I definitely had uh, parents that were pretty strict on the rating system, um, with some exceptions. There were some there were some movies that I guess were in their mind were too good to not enjoy, regardless yeah, of example? what your age was. Um, off the top of my head, no. But if I thought on it a bit, I would probably remember. It's hard. I'd have to ask my parents of like movies that we watched. But there were definitely movies that, um, like Grease is the only example because I've told that story before on on uh, on air where my grandmother was kind of unsure as to why it, me being allowed to watch Grease. Like she was like babysitting and she thought I wouldn't be allowed because I was quite young. But I think my parents were like, it's a musical, it's classic, it's whatever. Because that has like a lot of like teen themes in it. Um, And frankly, most of that movie went over my head. Like, I don't even think I knew what was going on aside from the music. Um, But I'm sure there are other examples because I know I've seen movies been like, oh, yeah, I I watched that when I was younger. And then thought, I watched that when I was younger? (laughs) Like, that that has happened. So I think, yeah, my parents were pretty... um, 
careful about what we watched, but I think there were exceptions because they're also movie fans. So there were some movies that they were like, ah, whatever. (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. They're also uh, big uh, customers of the screening room as well. Yes, they are. Yes. They're at the screening room uh, all the time. Uh, So they enjoy a lot of these movies. Um, There you go. That, uh, that wraps up our, our chat for today. Good work on the quiz there, Andrew, two out of three. Uh, pretty good. You were perfect last time, so we'll see how you do next week. And that All will right. <laughs> give us an idea of your movie quiz knowledge. Um, but yeah, you and I will be both back next week to talk Wakanda forever. I'm really excited. I know you're yeah, excited. Yeah, so we'll we'll have you back next week, but thank you for being here this week. Always. Um, and thank you to everybody else uh, for tuning in. Uh, we will get you um, an update from Taylor as soon as we can. But in the meantime, as Taylor says, go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.